TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and as always, I am joined by Australia's number one wellness expert. He is the Tiger Woods of wellness. He is the Adam Scott of <laughs> wellness. He is Cameron Smith. Wellness 101, Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, legend? <laughs> Piercy, I love that. I was hoping I'd get named like that. So happy with that. That's really good. I wish I could play as well as those boys. But uh, excited today to be actually able to and allowed to talk about golf on this podcast. So very excited, Piercy. Thank you for uh, arranging today. No worries. I am a little bit nervous that this interview could turn into uh, an unadulterated golf conversation, but there is a very, there's a much larger purpose than golf for today's chat. Sarah hmm. Douglas Norris is a professional golfer. She spent five years on the European Tour, uh, seven years on the LPGA, played alongside Kari uh, Webb, Rachel Hetherington, Laura Davies. She is a coach uh, to players from the ages as young as four all the way up to 88-year-old golf students. Uh, she is a part of the promotional campaign for the Australian Masters Games in South Australia this year in October to be the best Masters Games today. It is an incredible message about moving and having physical vitality uh, for as long as you are alive. We are heading over to South Australia to be joined by Sarah Douglas-Norris. Sarah, welcome to 100 Not Out. Hello, how are you going? Thanks for having me today. That's awesome. Sarah, it's great to have you <laughs> and thanks for thanks for joining us at uh, short, reasonably short notice, but um, really exciting. And, and when I jumped on to read your bio and your profile and to see what you were doing, I was just so excited to be talking about this today. So uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Sarah, no I would love to know, I'd love to know in all of your success as a, as a women's champion golfer, uh, throughout you know your years in golf, what kept you going when the chips were down? Because there's a mental component to golf that I think people who are aging well also share. And I'd love to hear what your what your chips down m- <laughs> mentality was to keep you going through golf. Because women's golf has been tough for a long time, and even when you're playing well, you weren't getting the accolades, but you kept on going, and you were. Top of the table, top of the tree. So tell us about that. Yeah, well, as a kid, um, I was always super keen on golf. Uh, Mum and dad got us into it. And I kind of just started to flow and get into some state teams and get a little bit better and travel around Australia. And and I love doing that. And my parents were all for um, never give up. So I suppose I always had that ingrained in my mind, never give up. We were brought up in a very sporty family. So um sport was always a part of our lives and I played every sport but I just chose the golf because I thought I just want to be really good at one thing um so that was my drive is to keep going I had all my goals written on my wall and I ticked them off as I go and I I tried to um, achieve uh, you know different handicap levels at different times and started to make the state teams and whatever and then I had I was at at a bit of a crossroads I was like okay do I keep going with this but I'm not sure where it's really going to get me or do I go to university so I went to uni, did all of that, got the job um, as a J- Japanese teacher, 
And then I saw all my friends, they came to Australia to play, Adelaide to play in the Women's Open at Royal Adelaide. And so just these little glimmers I kept seeing and they kept me, kept me going thinking, oh, my God, maybe I could do this. I played golf with all these juniors. I was in their state team and I was, wasn't that much behind them in my ability. So I actually um, confronted the principal at the school I was teaching at and I said, would you give me a year's leave? Just I want to just go and see if I can do this golf thing um, and turn pro. And he's like, you'll never make it. And I said, really? Oh, thanks so much. You know what? I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Here's my resignation. So my parents are like, what, you're giving wow. up this amazing job? You know, you're full-time, you've got this forever. And that's what actually scared me. I looked around the classroom in the staff room and I was like, if I, I don't do this golf thing that I've still got in the back of my mind that I still can be better than I am now, I'm never going to forgive myself. So I put my resignation in. I went and joined. I was really lucky to get a job at Royal Adelaide Golf Club under Alan Murray, the old pro there. He was a Scottish dude, been there 35 years, awesome man. And he just kept me going. There's another person who just kept me. He's like, you can do this if you really want to do it. And I said, well, I actually really want to do this. I want to see how good I can get. Um, so, yeah, he, I was two years with him. And then I took the journey on to travel to the States and played in mini tours and whatever. And there were there were definitely down moments, as you were talking about. I think my the, the most... Um, the biggest down moment you could say was in Japan. So after doing the States, I decided that Japan was the place because I spoke Japanese. I was a Japanese teacher. I was always practicing my Japanese like I'd won the tournaments before I even got there. I was like, yes, I'm going to be in Japan. You know, this is me. And I thought, great, I can combine speaking Japanese with my my passion for golf. And, and <clears throat> you know, being outside for me was another big factor. Um, I didn't want to be locked in the classroom um forever until I was 65 I was like I went, I need to be outside so that was a big driving force for me as well anyway I got to Japan I was going through the the um the process of trying to get on the Japanese tour and I remember one dark moment I was um I didn't have any transport there so one of the girls from Australia she had all the sponsors all the money and people would pick her up from the airport and drive her off to these tournaments and meanwhile I was dragging my golf clubs through the railway stations and jumping on taxis and stuff and I got to this mountain, mountainous golf course in the middle of nowhere. And there was basically a tiny little village. And I was booked myself into the hotel, all kind of off my own back. And I was in the hotel room going, oh, my God, this is so lonely. I'm here by myself. This girl won't even talk to me. She's off with her sponsors for dinner. And I remember just going, is this really worth it? And I got to the golf club the next day and they were charging something like 25 bucks for a ham sandwich. And I'm like, oh, sorry, guys, I'm actually not hungry. So I'd slip down into the locker room and I'd just eat my Vegemite sandwich that I'd already prepared from like, <laughs> you know, those plastic bags you get on the cups in the hotel room. Yeah. I'd made this sandwich. I'd stuck it in one of those bags and put it in my golf bag. And I just sat down there going, man, this is tough. This doesn't get much tougher. You know, I haven't got hardly any money to my name. But, you know, I'm going to keep going because something was telling me I've just got to keep going. I haven't finished with this yet. So anyway, kept going in Japan. And then eventually I made Europe. And that was like, wow, I actually did it. It was such a celebration to think that I actually worked really hard and I got the reward I was after. So, yeah, there were a few down moments. There's still obviously down moments. When we, when I, my husband and I, we started to have kids and that, I was like, oh, do I really have time for golf still? But he was being—he was another driving force for me. So I kept meeting these people along the way, and he's like, "Come on, we've got to keep playing. We can push the pram." In we were living in France at the time in the French Alps in Chamonix. He's like, "Don't worry, we can push the pram with the like the rain cover over it, and we can keep playing in the evening when no one's out on the golf course and things Unreal. like that." So 
I know. I just kept going and going and going. And then when we got back to Adelaide, oh, and then actually I wanted to try and coach in France, but they wouldn't let me do it without the PGA qualification. Oh, right. So I did that online. I contacted Victoria. I said, can I do this online? Because I've got a couple of kids here now and I'm, you know, full on hands full. And they're like, yeah, no worries. So they were really good. They kept going, me going as well, got the PGA um, and then got, came back to Australia eventually. And that's why I'm coaching because I got the PGA. I still got the drive for it still love the game and my husband still takes me out and tries to beat me every week (laughs) this is so good there are so many so many lessons in there i'm writing notes galore i've written down the importance of a mentor i could keep going but i better stop (laughs) oh no this is great i mean a lot so many people that are listening i'm i'm sure can relate um the 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 power and importance of a mentor you had a doubting thomas in your employer who said you wouldn't make it you found a mentor in alan murray that um, yes. gave you an opportunity and believed in you and someone that you could genuinely learn from the determination to not let other people's success um, impact your own drive like you saw what the glitz and glamour of rankings and sponsorship yeah. and money but that didn't stop you from actually playing golf you didn't say i'll never make it you actually you found a way to make it, no, I believe it. <laughs> yeah and and the and the other thing is that you know so many um so many parents when they become people when they become parents feel like they have to give up on their passions or their things that light them up. And yeah, that's a yeah. lot of my work, and I'm, and, and I'm sure Damo as well, he'd see it in practice all the time, is you're often helping people relight that spark or give themselves permission yeah. to do what lights yes. them up. And so many people tell me that it feels so indulgent to actually do what lights you up. And, and you sound like you've got a great husband that was like, no, this is a big part yeah. of it. And you've been able yeah. to keep it um, a big part of you for for your life which is a really genuine life achievement that you've actually been able to to make it a part of your life um for this yeah. for this long length of time a couple of things though that i'd like like to bring up you are um a registered professional and so the rumor yes. on the street is that you are as good as ineligible to compete in golf at the australian masters games because you're too good you cannot go out there and win um because of your history of success is there any truth to that rumor i know you've been recruiting other people to play other sports but i have i know, the, I I have. know your friend they- jane woodlands thompson who we've interviewed on 100 on out yeah. who's a general manager i know she's yeah. listening so what have you got to say about a potential uh well, yeah, sarah douglas norris playing golf yeah well you know what i reckon if they haven't already done it and maybe there's something i don't know but maybe they should just have a little side professional um you know, little league on the side of the Masters game. There's so many people around my age and older who need to get out and play golf. They're teaching students how to play golf. They need to play golf, you know, and take time for themselves, as you said, be indulgent and actually play the sport they love. That's why they're there. Absolutely. And there's people that would have played, you know, in different tours around the world, whether it be the Asian tour, whether it be US, whether it be European, DP, whatever, even if they're professional in Australia but didn't play any of the tours, but they because they're professional, they yeah. can't go and compete like in yeah. their clubbies or whatever else. So yeah. I love the idea of having a professional little yeah. side hustle. I think that'll be unreal. Yeah. I reckon there you go, Jane. If you're listening, that's what we want. <laughs> yeah, Jane. Yeah. yeah, Jane. I I actually spoke to my friend about this just uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, who's a, an ex tour professional? Yeah. Um, and still very you know prominent in the in the golf world. 
And uh, he loved the idea of the Masters games, but also said that couldn't play. So uh, I think he would be absolutely, he'd be up for it. Oh, well, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I would definitely be up for it. I know they tell you when you, like, if you're a member of a golf club, which I am, um, you yeah. can't play in the club championship, which is fine. I get that. No problem. But you can play in, obviously, the comp, the weekly comps and everything, and you yeah. can win balls and money or whatever like that. I mean, it's if not you're about. A plus the marker, yeah, it, it's it's about obviously still competing and getting out there. But I'm lucky I get that through my husband. But I still would I would definitely sign up for the Masters if I can. Mm. So Come on, on the Jay. Masters, I know you've got your cousins coming over from WA, coming over in a caravan. Yep. They are going to play golf. I know your husband's going to play soccer. I believe yep. your dad, who is 86 years young, um, is looking yep. at playing table tennis. And I also know that as a golf coach you have students who are 88 years of age can we talk about what you're seeing because we love to interview graceful ages centenarians people that are doing life well as they get older and the overriding um health habit that they have is not the perfect diet but regular movement can you tell us what you see as a golf coach um in your older students um that like the power of regular movement in their life. Can you talk to that for a moment? Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's so important. I mean, I see my parents are both in their 80s and they've been super fit their whole lives. So they've always, as they said, as I said, I've always had sport as part of my life. They were my role models and my mum taught me golf. My grandfather taught her golf and, and taught me golf. Um, Dad has always been um, great at sport, great hand-eye. He um, still plays tennis on a Wednesdays at 86. Um, and he tells me it's slow motion tennis because he has such a great forehand. <laughs> um, but anyway, he still gets on his bike. He rides to the tennis court. And so he's a great example. He's in great shape for 86. And so it was my mum before she had a stroke. But anyway, I was on the golf course with her, unfortunately. Mm. But yeah, she was. She used to play with me every Monday up in, into her 81. She was 81 when we kept playing. And she'd play with my husband and I. Um, so yeah, it's really important. Just the, did you see people sitting around, you know, not doing much if they only just went for a walk at least, or, I mean, obviously tennis is not for everyone in their eighties, but getting on your bike and just walking on the beach or whatever, it's so good to see that. And I, I do see that a lot of in my students and obviously if they play 18 holes, you know, they're walking five Ks, which is great. Um, and there's a late, there's, I mean, obviously sometimes when they get in the eighties, they might use a cart, but still, as you said, just moving the body and just good for their mental health, getting them out of the house into the sunshine. I even play in the rain these days because my day off is a great day to play golf any in any weather. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I do see that. And I've got an 88 year old student who's amazing. She, she dials me up, Sarah, I need to fix up my driver. I need to fix up my server. Can you just help me out? And I'm like, yes, I can. That'll be demo. <laughs> That'll be demo in 40 years. That'll be demo. All right, I'll give you some lessons when you come. Are yeah. you guys coming over to the Masters then? Or? I have I have a I, I have a limiting belief that it's my 10-year-old's birthday on that at that time. And oh. I'm struggling to comprehend bringing everyone over. But I have a dream to play table tennis with Damo. Oh. Maybe golf too, Damo. If you'll have me. Yeah, if you'll have me. Yeah, I reckon. Can you play two sports? Can you play multiple sports? Yeah, play multiple. Yeah, I think yeah. you can. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely can. My okay. husband was going to do doubles with my dad and soccer with his team. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, well, it's looking more and more likely for me. Um, so I'll, I'll uh, put together a little team from the club and we'll come on over. I think we can get that happening. Yeah. So. 
just for those people that are listening and for me because I forget these things. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like a goldfish. My life's unbelievable because I forget what happened six seconds ago. Um, <laughs> what, uh, how old do you have to be to go to the Masters Games? I think it's over 35, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, that sounds Marcus? about right. Yeah. 35? Yeah, that's yeah. why I keep on saying we're so eligible it's not funny. Like, those guys, those guys are hitting fifty meters further. That's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, so, all right, no worries. Not about winning though, Damo. Damo, it's not about winning, my boy. It's about getting out there. Exactly. Participation. <laughs> as soon as you cross the white line, the white line fever is just rare. Yeah, this is bad. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about. Um, what ends up happening with with people when they're shifting and when they're getting older, um, we've noticed that their diet isn't necessarily super sharp, Sarah. So, yeah. um, and when we first started doing 100 Not Out, I swore black and blue that people who lived a long time were going to have an impeccable diet. Um, and the reality is that no one has yet um, had an impeccable diet and they've lived a long time. And so what we've learned is that people have purpose, engagement, and movement. And I reckon that golf gives you all three of those things. It gives you movement, it maintains your engagement, and it gives you purpose. Like every Wednesday, I'm out of bed. Bang, I get out of bed easier to go play golf than I do to go to work. So um, I don't know what that's saying. And I love oh, everyone work. at Vita Lifestyles. You're playing second field. I love my job. I love it. I love it. But it's easier. It takes me longer to get to golf. And maybe that's why I get out of bed earlier. But um, do you find do you find that because of the career you've chosen, it's easy to maintain your purpose and your engagement and your movement? Yeah, definitely. Compared to say your friends, compared to say your friends. Yeah, we see it's funny. A lot of my friends now, they're thinking that golf's not so bad because, you know, they're 40s, 50s, and they're like played netball all their lives or they've played volleyball or whatever. And they're like, you know what? I think we're going to take up golf. So all of a sudden, I've got all my friends going, Sarah, can you come and coach me? I'm like, of course I can. That's great. (laughs) um, Actually, for my friend's 50th, I gave her a golf lesson with me and nine holes. She hasn't taken it up yet because she's wanting to get to golf because she's a marathon runner. And, you know, when you get over late 40s, 50s, it's not as easy to run the marathons as it is to play golf. So, um, yeah, no, I do find that. And I'm I'm very conscious of um, eating well. I try and feed my kids everything homemade. I said to them, I promise you I'll never take you to one of those fast food chains. I probably shouldn't mention the name. McDonald's. I said, that's my promise to you, that I would never, ever take you to McDonald's. Yep, I'm yeah. just not going to do it. And they're like, oh, but how about if we go with our friends? I'm like, I don't care if you go with your friends, but I'm not taking you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but like anyway, yeah. So getting no. back to, yes, engagement, Um I'm lucky I can play with anyone. It doesn't matter if they've got millions of money or not. I still feel like I can play with anyone in golf. I can hold my own. Um, any profession as well is very, it's not discriminating at all golf. I can play, as I said, with four-year-olds. I can play with my children, my um, parents. And I used to play a lot with my granddad. So he was um, the scratch golfer for 20 years from England, the legend. So, mm. yeah. So, no, I can play with anyone. And um, and. Yeah, just getting out and about for me is great. Um, I don't often play golf by myself because I love to be with other people and to chat mm. to people. So these days it's a lot about um, playing with my students. I do nine-hole playing lessons or um, or just ma- basically with my family and cousins and things. Yeah. 
Oh, it's a great story. And it's really, it's really beautiful, Sarah. To, we love interviewing people that are just loving their lives. And it just comes across yeah. in the tone of your voice and your enthusiasm for what you do, that you're loving your life and you're, you're living your best life. And I think in the context of movement, which a lot of people think is um, a luxury extra in the ingredient list of life, and we're often telling them, no, it is an absolute necessity uh, right. to be active right. and to do it with others is just a beautiful thing. And like, as Damo said, it beautifully ticks off purpose, uh, movement and engagement. Uh, and we are massive fans of what everyone at the Australian Masters Games uh, is doing. We've, we've interviewed Anna Liptak. We've interviewed Jane. We've interviewed yourself. We're going to have a couple of other um, graceful ages. We want, is it Harry Young or Henry Young, the great tennis player? Maybe even your dad, if he's going to commit to table tennis, um, your 88-year-old oh, yes. student, We'd love a chat. We're all about breaking the aging stereotype. This is not about slowing down. This is about just enjoying yeah. your movement. And so we we really thank you, Sarah, so much for sharing um, oh, no your worries. insights and your inspiration and um, getting people to yeah take part in their own health adventure um, at the Australian Masters Games this October. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, guys. It's been fun chatting to you. And thanks for letting me tell my golf stories. <laughs> oh, we love it. <laughs> Damo especially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see you absolutely. on the golf course someday, hey? Yeah, absolutely. I was just talking to some friends about going down to Royal Adelaide again and playing. I've played the Grange um, and yeah, I play nice. younger as often as I can. So um, yeah. I love love getting across to Adelaide. So, uh, yeah, well, hit me up. I'm, I can play on any course, I think, six times a year. So I can, can. I'll join you on Royal. Well, oh. same. If you get to Melbourne, I'll take you out at the Heath. So that'll be perfect. Oh, I love the Heath. I love Kingston Heath. Great course. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at it up. Look at it up. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, thank you so much, Sarah. Damo, I know this was right in your wheelhouse today. You would have loved every little bit of that. This is like an eagle on the 12th, I've got to tell you. Like it's uh, <laughs> it's just it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. So, yeah, thanks for the opportunity to talk golf on a podcast, and uh, thank you, Sarah, for joining us. And to every single one of our listeners, if you are going to go to the Australian Masters Games, make sure you go to australianmastersgames.com. All the information is there. All of the sports, everything from archery all the way down to yoga sports. Yeah, is a sport for everyone, multiple sports, 35 plus. What a great message, uh, purpose, movement, and social, all the details at Australian Masters Games. For more on Damo, head on over to damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.